Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mary and Jerry podcast. I'm Jerry, the grouchy historian. What are you doing with your voice? That's my announcer voice. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm practicing, I'm I'm not, practicing for radio. You know, I'm not grouchy or a historian, and I do love Sundays. I know. And so I don't I have an announcer voice. I know. I have to use your announcer voice. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Speedway. Okay, Speed Racer. No, that would be you. <laughs> Ask the uh, very nice policeman in Southern Virginia just saying. I had places to go, and I needed to get there quickly and on time. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Ma'am, you know why I pulled you over? Welcome <laughs> mm-hmm. to our third podcast. One, two, we had three. introduction. That, yes. Oh, I guess this is our second one. So we had the introduction and then, you know, number one, right? which we talked about our, our anniversary. Because it came out on our anniversary. anniversary. And then this is number two, I guess, or number three, depending on if you count. Whatever. Introduction is number one. We'll count it as number two. Okay. Right? Okay, sure. And today we're going to talk about dating. I know. We it's did a that. Fascinating topic. Fascinating topic. Yeah, well, we did that back in the old days, which brings us to a number of observations we want to share. So, okay, so let's uh, and I want to make sure that we actually like are constructive here and not destructive. So, dating, why are the old folks talking about dating, right? I mean, we've been married 35 years, which you probably know. Here's why. So, when my honey lamb goes out to speak, which she does for, you know, a lot. And then when we go out to speak together, right? Because we've done a number of talks together, including local talks here. Or when we do a marriage or retreat. Or do a or marriage something. retreat or something. We will have, um, we'll just call them young people, which of course is pretty much everybody <laughs> under the age of 40 to us these days. But particularly folks under the age of 30. Right. Come up to us and say, where are all the good stuff? Single Catholic blank men women where where are they where are they where are they you know I want to get married but there's you know the dating pool is like dried up okay first of all the dating pool is never dried up so let's just get that out of your mind I know but but that's what they think that is their very impression so so we get this question a lot like where are they Um, how do I find them how do I find them. Uh, what do I do once I found them? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me that I'm not finding them? You know, all of these things. So let's, we, we thought we'd just kind of break it down. Break into it down. a few gentle suggestions without Jerry's boom box. Okay. I was just breaking it down. I, I, I got it. Okay. okay. So you go first. <laughs> Number one, you got to be brave and the scared. Where yes. have I heard that term before? I wrote a book. Oh, that's right. That's the title of my book. It's not about dating. It's about my life. But be brave in the scared. It works. Okay? This is, you know, when we dated, when we met, we met on a blind date. Jerry was not my blind date. He was my friend's blind date. I think we told that story. I think we did. And if we didn't, I'm sure you've heard it. If you haven't heard it, let us know that you haven't heard it, and we'll tell it again. Um, And I had to be brave that first night that I met him. And I had to be honest about, you know, was I attracted to him? Was I not? He was cute. He was funny. But here's the thing. He made me feel beautiful. He made me feel cared for. He pulled out my chair. He opened the door. He asked if I needed something to drink. He, you know, was very attentive to me. And therefore, 
I was attentive to him, right? Because when we receive that type of care, we want to give that type of care, right? So I had to be brave to receive it because I'm a pretty independent woman, don't need a whole lot of help in my life, uh, except for I need Jesus every single day of my life or I'm worthless. But, you know, I, I just didn't ever have that experience dating before. I think I dated boys and you were the first man I really dated. And it showed. So you got to be brave. You got to be brave to receive it. You have to be brave to, um, you know, put yourself in a situation where you might meet them. You know, especially for our introverted friends, it's hard to go out and be social. Um, but you got to be brave. That's the first thing. Yep. Jerry, second thing you think. And FYI, we did not discuss this before pressing play. Well, let's see. How do I say this politely? Second thing is you have to be presentable. Oh, that's good. Right? I mean, you know, um, like when we go to these talks, um, particularly when we go to our, our diocese has what they call a theology on tap series. So you meet at a local pub, you have a talk, you have questions and answers. We've done a couple of these and they're always fascinating because they always get the same questions, which run along the lines of this. Um, but it's interesting to see, you know, when you, when you go out or when you go to an event or you go to an opportunity to meet members of the opposite sex, are you ready? Are you, you know, not in a, you know, t-shirt and jeans. Uh, I mean, that's kind of basic stuff, but are, here's my favorite. Are you ready to have a discussion about something besides, gentlemen, video games and sports? I'll just put that out there in the verse mm -hmm. um, because it has been my experience that, that you know, yeah, first of all, yeah, it's super awkward to talk to a cute girl and it's really super awkward if you don't have anything to talk about. Now, we're not talking, you know, you don't need to talk about, uh, you know, the summa or anything. Or quantum physics. Or quantum physics. But, you know. And we, when we talk about the summa, we mean the summa theologica. Correct? By yeah, Thomas what were Aquinas. you thinking about? Wow, that There's escalated. another summa out <laughs> that there, That escalated quickly. <laughs> anyway. We don't need um, to know about that one. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's just, you know, be, be prepared. Be Anytime you go to any Catholic event or any event, it doesn't have to be Catholic, event, any be social prepared, event, right? Yeah. The old Boy Scout motto back in the day, be prepared. Okay. So gentlemen, as a woman, let me tell you what that means for you to be prepared. That means personal hygiene. That means we really like deodorant, not the natural kind, the kind that actually makes you stop sweating and or smelling. We believe in washing your hair, shaving your face, brushing your freaking teeth. Now, this may seem sort of insulting, but it's an observation. But we were just at a social event, mm -hmm. and we witnessed such things. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there in the verse. You can do with it what you just want. Don't. And ladies, 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 let us not show all of the goods. <laughs> there okay. is something beautiful about being mysterious. Um, you know, I it, maybe you don't wear makeup, which is totally cool. But your hair is washed, your face is Dry washed. Dry shampoo doesn't count, does it? No, it doesn't. We cannot Just be saying. on day seven hair. Okay, let's let's try to be on you know day two hair. Um, let's not wear something that you know requires you to forego undergarments. <laughs> we 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 believe in, in. Wow, that was very delicately put. Thank you. Um, we believe in undergarments. Undergarments are a beautiful thing, and we should wear them on the regular. Um, <laughs> 
This is not a place. Wear them on the regular. Okay. This is not a place for yoga pants. I love me some yoga pants. Uh, but, you know, when I'm going out on the town or uh, going to go to some event where there are going to be other people, the possibility of meeting my future spouse, that's not really what I'm going to choose to wear. Okay. Yeah. Um, every woman has her individual style. And I'm going to say number three is the sexiest thing to a man is confidence and contentment. Contentment. Let me help you with that. Contentment, right? And what does that mean? That means that nobody should hear your biological clock ticking. That means that you shouldn't be clingy or desperate. That means you are there just to meet someone, just to, to, to be seen. And gentlemen, that requires a, a courageous act of you to actually go approach a young lady. Don't make her come to you. Be a man. Go to her. Ooh, I'll, I'll tell my story after this. And then ladies, if they come and they ask you to buy you a drink or to ask you to dance or to, you know, is this seat taken? Take a breath and remember how much courage it took for them to ask you. And then make a decision. I'm not going to tell you to say yes because, you know, if you don't feel safe, I get it. Don't say yes. But if it's because they're like not your type or he's not, you know, tripping your hunka hunka vibes or whatever. Um, hunka hunka vibes. <laughs> you tripped my hunka hunka vibes. Um, oh, the alarms are going off in your head. That's okay. You can practice on him, right? You can have a conversation. You can, you can talk about things. Just what we've witnessed recently in the last three to five years is just stunning to me. And um, here's a perfect example of it. Jerry, your story, my love. And I'm going to blame dating apps, right? I mean, I'm sorry. I just yeah, because they're I'm, not people. They're I'm going to blame dating apps. So, so here's my perfect example of the state of modern dating. And, and, and this just happens to be a Catholic event, but I think it's probably applicable to anything. Yeah. So about, I don't know, two years ago? Three. three Actually, year, no, uh, four years ago now. Four years ago, we went um, to meet with a bunch of our young Catholic friends, of course, because everybody is our young Catholic friends. Pretty much. At this um, bar in D.C., where we had a little room set aside because one of our friends had set up this big Catholic meetup, right? He wanted to meet, he wanted to- He wanted everybody to meet each other. Like we're all going to be in town other, right? for the pro-life march, so let's right. all get together. So we went into the this this room, and of course, Mary and I were- The oldest people. The oldest people there, and pretty much everybody there could be our children, which is yep. not an unusual situation for us. So, of course, as soon as we walk in, about four or five young women go, oh, are you Mary Lindeberg? And they rush I up- don't yeah. think they sounded quite like that. Well, no, but they all, okay, fine. <clears throat> They're like, oh, are you Mary Lindeberg? And then they immediately flocked to you at the bar and started, you know, asking you questions and you were chit-chatting and all this. Okay. So I'm standing there being arm candy, which of course he is- He is the best usual, arm candy. My usual role in life out in public with Pretty the Mary Lindeberg. Oh, stop it. And I'm just watching. And I'm watching the room because it's what I do. I observe the room. Now, I noticed that on- at, at the entrance to the room, just outside the entrance where everybody, you know, are these four young men and they're standing there and I'm watching them and they're all like whispering to each other conspiratorially. And I look over at the women and I see that the women have observed the, the men looking these at them. These are the four young women that I was chatting with. So I am immediately transported 
to a National Geographic special where we are on the Serengeti watching the primitive mating rituals. <laughs> and I'm standing there and I'm watching. And like the women are making googly eyes at the men. The men are making googly eyes at the women, but nobody is moving. And like, I'm like literally, they're just, they're, they're, they're about just, what, 10 paces apart? Yeah, they're just staring and Jerry and I, at each other. We're just chatting, other. we're talking, and we're looking, and we're chatting and talking. And there's and plenty looking. of room at the bar. Oh, yeah, they could just come up. They could just, mo- you know, just kind of mosey up and say, hey, how you do? No, let, don't ever do that. Don't ever say that. Just say hi. Well, okay. My name is. I was doing a little extra improv. <laughs> So finally, I look at my honey lamb and I go, okay, I've had enough of this. And she's like, what are you going to go do? I said, just wait here. Just wait here. So I walk over. And of course, I have this, what I call my resting Jerry face on. Other people call it other things. RBF. My RBF. And I walk over and I say, gentlemen, how you doing? And they're like. He introduces himself to all four people. I, you know, and they're shakes like. Shakes their hands. I, I said, how you doing? And they're like, um, fine. I said, follow him. I said, I noticed that you were, you were um, you know, checking out the young women that my wife is talking to. And they're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said, follow me. Come with me. And they're like, what? Their eyes get really big. And they're like, I said, follow me. Just follow me. me. So I bring them over. And of course, now the the young women's eyes are getting really big because they're like, oh my gosh, they're actually coming over here. So I bring them all over here. uh, I bring them together. And now they're like in two two lines like facing each other <laughs> facing it like they're about to have a gunfight or something <laughs> and i'm like okay i have had enough of this okay so no em- you didn't say that this is what he did he said gentlemen okay. it's your lucky night these are four of the finest young women i have ever met see i know how to sell it and and i really wanted to introduce you i wanted you to have the opportunity to meet them ladies i think you'll be well served by a great conversation with these gentlemen so i'm going to get us all drinks and uh, you guys just, you know, chat with each other, introduce yourselves to one another and take advantage of this opportunity that you're all in the same room. And they were like, uh-huh. They all just looked, you know, they all had this face of just like- Abject terror. <laughs> terror. So Jerry takes everybody's drink orders, gets them right. And he starts handing out the drinks and they start chatting with one another. They introduce themselves. And um, Maggie is crying in the background. <laughs> she wants to That's our play dog. ball. <laughs> Anyways, Maggie- Daddy was trying to get these guys to play ball, okay? He was trying to get them to, to yes. step up, sweetheart. Okay. So anyways. And what happened? Well, a couple of numbers were exchanged that night. There might have even been, I think there was one couple that actually started dating for a little bit of time. Uh, they're, I think they're both married to other people now, but they, you know, this was the first time that they kind of were in a serious relationship. Broke the so, ice. Broke the ice. And- and so, and it was good and nobody was mad at us. They, th- they all thanked us. They're like, well, we never would have done that on our own. I said, yes. Be brave and the scared, y'all. Be brave and the scared. But see, that's how it was done back in my day. Correct. You had to go up to the girl at the bar or the social or the mixer or church. The wedding or whatever. The wedding. And you had to introduce yourself. The party at school. The party. And you had to dance or you had to interact. You had to take a chance. Take a chance on me. He's going to start singing now. Anyway. So, and, and that, that's what dating's all about, that, right? Cause it sucks when they're like, oh no, thank you. So ladies don't ever do that. Well, no, I'm not, not going to, no, no. I was going to say, hold on now. I'm okay. going to defend the ladies here. Okay. First of all, you got to feel safe. Well, if they are giving off a creepy vibe, you are allowed to say no. But if it's just some kind of awkward dude that looks like he's an engineer and hasn't left his engineering lab in two years, he's okay. He's safe. And if he had the guts to come up and ask you, then be kind to him and say yes and dance with him for one dance. Yeah, that's what I meant. He might be the sexiest man you've ever met and you just didn't know it yet. Yeah. Mm. 
Those eyebrows, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, Jerry just pulled his eyebrows out. Yeah, you so, need to put those back in neutral, you know, Bobby. That's, um, what so was dating. it you used okay. to say? What was you say? You got you to go through a lot of frogs to find a prince. That's right. You do. And now I dated five different people on five different dates, basically, before I met you. Like, I didn't have a lot of dating experience, but I knew what I was looking for. I was looking for someone that made me feel special, for someone that actually looked me in the eyes. Gentlemen, ladies, look one another in the eyes. When you are speaking to someone, I don't care who it is, look them in the eyes. Give them that, you know, um, that respect, right? So you looked me in the eyes, kind of like you're doing now, but although it feels a little mm -hmm. creepy at the moment. <laughs> You look me in the eyes. You, like I said, you were a gentleman, an old school Southern gentleman. You pulled out my chair. You pushed in my chair. Can I get you something to eat? Do you want something to drink? Would you like to dance with me? Do you want to sit this one out? You know, you want to walk outside and cool down? I mean, you were just, you were constantly. I should have known even then because it's like, yes, I need to walk outside and oh, cool down. Oh, so warm. I should have known. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hot natured babe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You should know that by now. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, but this is what, okay, so the, the current dating situation, I'm sure we're probably going to get people that say, but Mary, where, you know, there's no opportunities to meet them. Ah, okay. Excellent so question. Here's the thing, single ladies, uh, and married young marrieds who still have single friends, you know, have a barbecue, throw a party, meet on a Friday night, everybody BYOB, bring your own boy or BYOG, bring your own girl. Right? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> no, I just made that up. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, you know, bring your friends, have a game night, play charades, be goofy, be silly. That's right. You we don't did have that to get drunk. When we were young, married, we didn't did. We, we, we tried to set up all our friends. We had, I had single girlfriends, you had single boy, you guy friends, and we would have these charade nights. We would have trivial pursuit nights. Well, you know, yes, there was alcohol, there was usually beer and wine and whatever, but nobody got stupid drunk. You know, I mean, we but were all we interacted. We interacted, and everybody was all like chill. So, I mean, there's just so many opportunities that we have to put ourselves in situations where we might meet the one that God has planned for us. Mm -hmm. And the number one place, ladies, is church. If you see that young man receiving communion and he is there and he is faithful, like, hello. Sit behind him at the next mass and say, "Peace be with you." <laughs> Just saying. Uh huh. Anyways, that's I like I like practical <laughs> advice like there that. You go. Well, I so that's our advice on dating, right? You got to be brave and the scared. You've got to put some effort into it. You've got to be a gentleman and a lady. Um, you know, you have to look in their eyes. You have to talk about something besides video game sports or ladies, you know, I know a lot of women, uh, that are youth ministers and, and very involved in church life. And they want to talk about that all the time. I mean, that's, that's nice and everything, but like, you know, expand your, what you, your, your repertoire, repertoire. what you can talk about. My grandmother green, my dad's father was a socialite. And she used to tell me, she said before she would host any gathering, she would read the front page of the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, um, the Sports Illustrated magazine, whatever the the monthly one was. And, um, and then she would go into like the um, society page that they used to have, right? Or People magazine or whatever it would be. And she would kind of catch up there. So that she could have a five-minute conversation on just about anything going on in the world. Very smart. 
And I learned that from her. And that's what I did. That was one of the first things I taught when I became the president of the wives club when we were in VP 11. Um, that's the first thing I said to ladies. They were like, well, I just don't know what to say. I just don't know what to do. I'm like, if you prepare, then you're prepared. Like you, you're not nervous. You're not, you know, you do what you need to do. So, um, there you go. Those are our thoughts on dating. Hooray. So now we're going to play. Uh, and if you have other thoughts on dating, please do share them with us. We have, um, a, a line, a phone line that you can call and it's 571-354-0351. You can text it. You can leave a message for us. You can ask us a question, leave a subject that you want us to talk about, make a comment, tell, tell us how much you love us or tell us how much you don't. And uh, we're, we've got pretty thick skin so we can take it and how much okay. you're enjoying the podcast or not. Um, so now it is time. Dum dum bum. We have to have a better transition. Like okay, we're going to play the reverse dating game. And now this time I'm going to ask you a question that you get to this answer. This is the not so newlywed game? Yeah, not so newlywed Call. game. Okay, and this ready? is the reverse dating game yeah. edition. Yep. Okay, I ready? am not ready, but let's go. Who's your favorite fiction author? My favorite fiction author. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Jane Austen. Shocking. Or, or or modern fiction author, that would be Jane Winspear. No, Jacqueline Winspear. Sorry, sorry, Jacqueline. So basically you like anything set in England. I'm a big Anglophile, yes. Mm, and I love historical work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My most, I would say, Elisa Wingate is awesome. Michael Connolly, David no, Baldacci. No, 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 I've got lots of them. Okay, yeah. All right, so here's one for you. Who's your favorite fiction author? Oh, now see, I was thinking about this for a long time. Um, I would have to say Tom Clancy. You, yeah, and it has been for. I'm your... just sort of rediscovering Tom Clancy, his original works. I'm like, the guy was really good. He was practically prophetic. Uh, practically so. Um, do you have a top female author? No. Wow. Sorry. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I'll probably get myself in trouble, but I'll say it anyway. Women don't really write thrillers. They write mystery novels, right? But they don't write... Lisa Gardner writes beautiful... Well, not like 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 techno-spy thrillers. You have not found an author, a female author that, that writes that. No. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't looked either, if I'm being brutally <laughs> honest. Um, I will say, however, that it was funny when you started reading, what is it, Jacqueline Winspear? Yeah. Um, she writes novels uh, that start in 1918, and now we're um, into the middle of World War II. So it is amazing how much um, history you learned from reading those novels. I, I would ask him I, questions. I'm I like, found it highly- uh, it, Entertaining. It, entertaining. Yeah. She's like, "Did that, what, wait, what happened here? And I, I'm like, Jerry, she's talking about this-, this ambassador you know whatever i said how long did the blitz last and jerry's like he's got his head in his hands and he's just like oh geez mary do you not did you not read your history book no i did not read my history book in high school I, yeah I know. shocking i know you're I, shocked I, I know i'm shocked but it was anyway again number 300 and you know but 58 I, I do, out I of 364 find, i do find it reasonably gratifying that you I'm learning history. Historical fiction so much because good historical fiction is actually an excellent teaching tool. Well, and it's also a great topic of conversation on a date. Right. You know, who's your favorite you can author? talk with a British accent and no, say- No, don't do that. Oh, don't do that? No, not uh, until it's like the third date maybe. Or the third so drink. So they know you're not, one. oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to have some Irish whiskey. I can get my Irish Okay, on. listen. Just That's, Can we just talk about that for a minute? You don't need to be drunk on a date. 
No, that's bad. That is bad news, people, for both of you. Unless you're at the squadron party. Jerry Don Lunneberg. But we were married by then. So we were, and I was a designated driver. And we loved you for it. Oh, my god! All me and my buddies. Jerry, Mary's here to drive. <laughs> oh Yay! I said, yep, that's it, boys. Uh-huh. We're good to go. What is your favorite date from when we were dating? I'm just throw, I'm I am just piling on at the end of this I, podcast. I have um, my your favorite, favorite date. date. Uh, I don't have just one. We, I, I enjoyed all of our dates except for the dock, and we'll have to talk about that later. Did not enjoy oh, that, that one. date. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. No, let's talk about it now. We're running out of time. <laughs> See how I did that? Genius. Then we'll talk about it on the next podcast. We will we will continue the dating series. Sure, if you want. Okay. Do we want to do that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Mary and Jerry podcast. I'm Mary. I'm Jerry. Until next time, we'll see you. 